Good morning, listeners, and welcome to another edition of Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark, and today is day 217 since we came back on the air. Dr. Clark, what's in the news today? Nothing unusual on the zombie front. Just a general advisory for everyone to be extra cautious. Looks like there's some heavy rain to the north of us because several of the rivers are a little higher than usual. I'd expect it to taper back down to normal soon, but in the meantime, being extra aware of your surroundings would probably be a good idea considering how the water can sometimes change the movement patterns of the zombies since they hate it so much. Thanks, Dr. Clark. That's good advice. For myself, just a quick reminder for folks that if you're interested in having us share your story of survival, just send it along and we'll trade you a story of our own from our collection of books. Hey, you two! You'll never believe what I just found down by the riverbank! You know how they've had a lot more water lately? Well, this must have washed in. Isn't it great? Hi, Max. Um, what is it? It's a snowball maker. Uh, for those of you listening and can't see it, it's, it's like a pair of tongs, except the tips have a half globe at the ends of them. You just dip it down in the snow, close the two half globes together, and boom, instant snowball. Um, Max, you do know we're well into spring at this point. I mean, it's practically summer. We're not going to get snow for months. Plus, why couldn't you just use your hands? I know it's not going to snow, but I can hold on to it until then. And this thing is great because this way you don't have to get your hands cold. I can go out and make a bunch and stockpile them. To do what with? Ambush us? Maybe. Max, this sounds like a good time to talk about all the useless stuff you've been accumulating lately. What do you mean useless? I think she means things without any use. And you've got a lot of them. Your pile is starting to spill over into my area of the station. But all those things are sentimental to me. Really? Those ratty clothes you found that don't even fit you? And your growing supply of movie posters? And, lest we forget, all the fast food restaurant toys you keep taking from people's houses? So I'm nesting, so sue me. Nesting? What are you going to do, hatch an egg? Careful, he already hatches plenty of harebrained schemes. Laugh it up, you two. No, seriously, Max, you've got too much stuff. It's like an episode of Hoarders on your side of the room. I come from a long line of pack rats, okay? Time to break the cycle, then. Wait, wait, did I ever tell you about my grandfather? Not in detail, no. You may have mentioned once upon a time that you had one, but nothing specific about him. Granddad grew up during the Great Depression, and like a lot of people from that era, he learned that you never knew when something might come in handy or when you might need something that was plentiful yesterday but is scarce today. So he saved things. Now, I'll admit that he took it too far, especially in his later life after his wife passed away. When we cleaned out his house, there was a path from the front door back to the back bathroom. But other than that, there was nowhere else you could walk. Every other room, and bear in mind this was a two-story house that also had a basement, was floor-to-ceiling with things he'd saved in his lifetime. So all the more reason for you to fight this urge before it's too late. Max, three of us live here. I know that. You two don't see all the things that I don't bring back. I am showing restraint, even if it doesn't look like it. But there's still all this stuff in here. Even if you're only bringing back some of it, it's still a lot. Look, saving things like that makes me feel a connection to my grandfather. Besides, they're trade goods. Trade goods? What's that supposed to mean? Back in 2005, there was a guy who managed, over the course of 14 separate transactions, to trade a red paperclip for a house. No way. Way. I mean, 
some of the trades were a little weird, but he totally did it. And we're definitely living in a barter economy now, right? I don't think anybody is going to trade you anything useful for that pile of fast food toys. Not on the first trade, no. But I did trade one for a novelty hat shaped like Cthulhu, which I then traded for that can opener we're using right now after the last one broke. Really? Really. Okay, fine. If it means that much to you, and if you're actually going to be able to turn them into something useful. But can we at least talk about using a house or something nearby to store a few of these things? You don't need instant access to them every day, and I doubt anyone will steal them. That sounds fair. But for now, I'm going to go put my snowball maker in my area. See you two later. Did we really just agree to let him keep all that junk? I believe we did. But I think we also got him to start keeping some of it somewhere else. And that sounds like a fair trade to me. I guess so. Oh, we've been on the air this whole time. Um, listeners, I hope you got something useful out of that. Seems like you traded a few minutes of your time for a weird anecdote from Max. But if you can pull off a creative trade, we'd love to hear about it. In the meantime, though, it's time for us to sign off for today. For Dr. Rosalind Clark, I'm Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.